0: Welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab. We are at episode 60, and today we're talking all about how to become a paid speaker. How I decide when I'm paid, how I decide what gigs to accept, and when I speak for free. So I know this is a hot topic, so let's dive in. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand find the right marketing strategies and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom and lab. Each week we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. It is so great to have you here. If this is your first time here, then I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange, and I work with women in business to help you build a confidently bold brand. Get out of your own way and start playing big and branding bold. Now, today we are talking about something that I think is a pretty hot topic. You know, a lot of people have got opinions on it, whether you should be paid as a speaker or not how to become a paid speaker, how to make the decision and all the rest of it. And so today I'm gonna to be sharing my thoughts with you and they are just my thoughts. You can take them on board, you can ignore them. Whatever works for you, that's okay. But as somebody who's been a speaker for 20 years, it's it's true, I obviously started when I was five. Um, <laughs> I have kind of seen it all. So today I'm gonna to be sharing my thoughts with you and some of the things that I go through when I make these decisions as to when I speak, where I speak and what's important to me. But before we dive in, I want to let you know that this week's podcast episode is brought to you by my free Building a Standout Brand Masterclass. If you struggle to get clear on your message, understand what the key elements of building a standout brand are, and you want some insightful training about what matters to your audience, then this one's for you. You can head over to the show notes or just go directly to the connection exchange. That's theconnectionexchange.com forward slash brand masterclass, and you can get access today. But I know you're waiting for it, so we're going to dive straight in. Okay, so let's talk about becoming a paid speaker. So this is a topic that I know a lot of people have very strong opinions on and it's something I get asked about all the time. Do I charge to speak? And if I do, how much do I charge? When do I charge? And how do I make that decision? Now, I get asked this probably at least once a week to once a fortnight about how people can charge, what they should charge, what's the structure I use, how do I make these decisions. So I wanted to give you a little bit of information around how I think about it. Now I just want to say that everybody's really different. And this is my opinion, how I work and what I think. So you may have a totally different opinion and that is 100% okay. The great thing is that we can all run our businesses in a way that works for us. That's in line with our revenue streams, our business structure, and our personal or business values. Now, I've been speaking since I was 16 years old when I was a state debater, yes, yes, I was the geeky girl in the debate team. So it's something that I love more than I can tell you. And there are times when I find it an absolute privilege to speak. There are times when it's a job and there are times when it's an opportunity. And that's how I filter speaking engagements and requests. I'm even going to give you specific examples in this podcast episode of when I've spoken for money and when I've spoken for free. So let's dive into what I call my speaker decision tree. Some people might ask me to speak and when they do, then this is what happens. So I ask myself these questions. Who is asking me to speak? When and where is the speaking gig? What is it for? Who is the audience? And I mean serious detail of exactly who the audience is. Is the organisation or organiser aligned with my brand? How much time and effort will it take me? What is the opportunity to pitch, sell, convert or promote? Is there an opportunity cost, meaning I have to potentially give up something else in order to do this? Do I actually want to do it? Is it worth it for me? and how in demand am I or how busy am I and whether this is something I can even fit in. So some people might kind of go, oh, I'm gonna say yes to that and you can pay me for that. There is a lot of other things I ask myself. And like I said, it's come from years of experience. So this is just the filters for me. So let's go through some of this in a bit, bit of detail. And I have actually asked a few other people who I really respect and admire and who I know speak to kind of put their two cents worth in as well. So I'm gonna share that with you too. But number one, who is asking? So the reason that I, ask this question is that there are some people I will do anything for. They've helped me build my business. They've supported me. They are my ride or dies. They are potentially part of my community. They might be a mentor. There are people who I also just have general business relationships with. So maybe I'm not close to, but I know them. There are people I don't know who maybe have been referred to me. uh, And I really look at the relationship as my first port of call, like who is asking and what is the opportunity as well. So there are some people who could ask me to speak and I won't have to think twice about it because they've spoken for me. They've done things for me. I know them really well. I consider them friends, those sorts of things. And so those people I'll pretty much do anything for. And that's okay because I value the relationship. The second thing that I will ask is when and where is the gig? So if I have to travel, it pretty much has to be a paid gig. Plus I'll charge for all out-of-pocket expenses like travel, accommodation, speaking, etc. Because generally... I hate traveling for work. So that's a very personal decision. It also means that I'm out of the office. So there's potential revenue lost if I'm away speaking for a few days. So really understanding the time frame required and if I am going to lose time by traveling as well. Plus I kind of feel like I make sure I get paid because I'm getting paid because I don't particularly want to travel. So There's no skin off my nose if I don't get that gig, depending on who's asking. Remember all of these are filters. So I go through who's asking and then I decide on whether I wanna do it depending on where it is. And I'll give you an example of that in a bit. The third thing that I ask is what is it for? Who is the audience? And what's the effort that I have to put in? So I look at all of this because I am really wanting to understand the opportunity and who I'm potentially going to be speaking to, and whether that's an audience that is right for me as well. So what do I mean by that? So if I can sell from the stage and convert the audience into potential clients, then that is obviously a huge pull for me. And an example of that is that if the event that I'm being asked to speak at is a, say, a business conference with 50 to 100 women in business who are starting out, or they might be five to seven years in business, something like that, I don't have to travel and I already have a presentation, then this is where as a speaker, I'm negotiable on how I charge, when I charge, what that looks like. And I'll tell you why. So quite a few years ago, I took a Selling from the Stage four-day workshop. That workshop cost me $4,000 and I think I've spoken about it before. I have made that back five, six, seven times over speaking for free to my ideal audience when I've been able to pitch. So if the organizer had told me I couldn't pitch, then I would have charged to speak. So this is again one of my decision makers. If it's an amazing audience and I can sell from the stage, and when I say sell from the stage, I'm talking about it might be like a one-minute share or something like that, then that could be a really great opportunity for me. I spoke in an event not that long ago. I did not get paid for it, but I walked away with five and a half thousand dollars So I could have got paid, I don't know, $1,000, $2,000, $500, whatever I might have charged, but it would have been a lot less than what I walked away with at the end. So this is kind of part of the decision that you have to make. If I have been paid for the majority of events that I have pitched at, so I wouldn't have been able to pitch, then I would have made a lot less money as a speaker. So you have to decide whether you're comfortable with that as as well. I love sales and marketing. I love talking about my offerings and my programs and the opportunity for women who join them. So, for me, that is something that I love to do, and I have no issue with selling from the stage. So, that's where the opportunity comes in for me. Now, I also asked my gorgeous friend, Jess Rufus from Calabrasaurus, who is such an amazing speaker, what she does. And these were some of her thoughts.
1: My God, I have so much to say on this topic. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the first thing is that we developed a speaker request form that we send to anyone who is inquiring about having us speak, or me, speak at an event. And the speaker request form asks, a couple of questions but the key ones are what is the audience demographic like like we really need to get clear on who's going to be in the audience and how many people are going to be in the audience as well Second thing is whether they are expecting us to promote it out through Collabasaurus channels because there's nothing I hate more than being asked to do a free speaking gig and then being pushed to promote out the selling of those tickets to that event as well. So next to that question about whether they expect us to promote it out, I've got this is only provided to paid speaking opportunities Um, and the third one is how much they've budgeted for speakers fee plus travel back and forth so we use those three things and it is a case-by-case basis but the things I look at is how many people are we getting in front of that's our ideal audience um, ideal target market and whether that's worth it from a cost perspective on my time and then whether we want to align with that brand that we're speaking at. So for me, getting asked to speak at Vogue Codes was hugely amazing in terms of my personal brand, and I was happy to do that for free because the audience is made up of our ideal clients and a hell of a lot of them, plus we're aligning with Vogue, so that's really great for my brand will say, though, that some of the free speaking gigs that I have done, as well as paid, speaking gigs are one of the best ways that we convert clients into paying customers because we can build that relationship and that trust and that personality as well. So they are good.
0: Thanks, Jess. <laughs> Love you. Yeah, I mean, I've got so many different friends that speak at different levels. Some of them are at super corporate levels. Some of them work with... Businesses like Saxton's, who is a speaker agency, others are small businesses, and everybody's got their own criteria. Everybody has their own vision for who they want to collaborate with, who they want to get alongside. I'm talking about other brands what's important to them, and how they go about it. I think that the more you do it, the smarter you get about what you want and, you know, whether it works for you or not. So I do think that it's something that you learn as you go. Um, But aligning yourself with great brands is such an important thing to do. And it's so, it's, it's like priceless. Sometimes you cannot put a figure on it. So the next thing that I also look at is, is it just a job to me? So if somebody asks me to speak where there's no relationship, the audience may or, you know, be my ideal clients, but they're not exactly my ideal clients and I have to prepare something from scratch, like say a half day workshop, then I will 100% charge. Now, when it comes to charging, I have my own daily rates. So I'm really clear for myself how much I charge on a daily basis. And so if you can work that out for yourself, because everybody's very different. Some people charge $1,000, $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 a day. Okay. So you have to decide what your charge is worth and what you want to charge. And then that's how I work out my speaker's fee as well. So say somebody says, will you come and do say a three hour workshop? and I have to prepare something from, from scratch really, cause maybe I haven't done this particular workshop, even though I've got a lot of my content, I would still need to build something from scratch. Plus I've got to deliver it. So that's say a half day for preparation or building, a half day for delivery. If there's any travel in there, then I will just work out that that's like a day and a half to two days worth of work. And I will charge them that amount of money And if they say yes, great. And if they say no, that's okay, because I see it more as a job rather than an opportunity. So that's another way that you can look at it. And when I work with corporate, once again, there is no opportunity if I'm training corporate teams, like none of those people who are sitting in that room are going to join one of my programs, potentially come to an event, like they are a different audience. So that is a job for me. And I charge accordingly. Another situation where I would charge as well is, for example, say somebody has got a mastermind or they're doing like an online program or something and their students are paying them a lot of money and I come in as an expert those students are not going to then pay me to be in my mastermind if they're already paying a lot to be in somebody else's mastermind. So I would then charge for that because there's no opportunity really for me to gain those people as potential clients. So I think also looking at the situation in which people are there, if somebody comes to an event, then they could definitely become a client. If somebody is in a mastermind, in a course, in something that they've already paid to be in longer term, then the likelihood of them joining Play Big Brand Bold or Amplify or my membership is a lot less. So that's another criteria where I'd go, well, I would charge for that. The next thing I look at, which Jess did touch on as well, is, is it personal brand or audience building. And this is another thing you have to take a look at. So there may be this may be another deciding factor when it comes to brand positioning. So I have heard so many big names, highly paid speakers. Recently, Rachel Hollis was talking about this. So she recently spoke to an audience of 18,000 people next to Tony Robbins, and she would be getting paid a mint. And she is one of the most highly paid motivational speakers. But she started speaking at old age homes to anybody that would listen whilst she built her brand and her business. And she has talked openly about this. Okay, so it can also be a build up. I think that sometimes when you start out and you go, yes, I'm going to become a paid speaker and I should be paid highly for it. I think that you can absolutely do that. And that's a choice that you can make. But sometimes there are people who like to build up to it and take a look at the opportunity. So I really love Kate Toon, who recently wrote an article. You can check out the link in bio. It is called, Is Speaking at International Events Worth the Faff?" Where she actually spoke at about 37 events in a year. She was traveling to New York and the Netherlands and other places. And this is what she said. By targeting conferences where my audience already is, I'm putting myself on a faster track to building a big, juicy brand. And it's not just the event. There's also the marketing before and after the event. A single tweet from YoastCon garnered me about 200 new fans in a few days. My podcast listenership has increased. My Facebook group has grown. My email list grew so big, I had to chuck a whole heap of people off it because I'm too tight to pay for the next level of subscription. So, Kate, this article is quite long, so you should definitely go and check it out and read it, because I think that there are some really great points. She talks about some of the pros and some of the cons of speaking at international events, uh, but also being really targeted about it. So, this is where opportunity comes in. You have to decide what the brand opportunity is worth. Now, there may be people out there saying, charge your worth, charge for your expertise, charge for your time. And you know something? I completely agree. But you have to weigh up the opportunity cost. There are a lot of events that don't pay their speakers and some that do. I've run events where I haven't paid some of my speakers to speak, but may have paid their out-of-pocket travel expenses, et cetera. And maybe those people were on a marketing or brand building run, which basically means that they will hit up whoever they can to get in front of audience when they're in a launch phase. But I have also paid some speakers $10,000. What I do want to say is that if you want to make the decision that you always get paid to be a speaker, then I say, go for it. Absolutely. Have a speaker's page on your website. When somebody asks you to speak, share your speaker's rates that you've already created and be done with it. And you make it that clean cut. You make the decision, you put it out there, and you take or leave whatever comes your way. If you want to be a speaker like that, then you can absolutely do it. And more power to you, you make that decision. The next tip is, do you have the brand pull and reputation? So personally, I know that what goes into running an event, setting up and paying for events, and I'm totally okay if I ask somebody if they can speak and they tell me their rate, and then I make an informed decision from there. So what does that mean? I have to ask myself, what is the profit on this event? Side note, most events don't make a lot of profit. And I'm going to give you an example in a minute. If I pay this person, will I get access to their following where they will bring in enough people to pay for their fee? And I'll give you a really clear example. So Lisa Messenger was my very first big speaker for Epic Summit back in 2015. I paid $10,000 for her to speak at that event. But they put me in Collective Magazine. She tweeted it out and Instagrammed it out. And having her name on the event meant that we broke even. Yeah. So the day event was 88 women. The night event was 120 people. And we broke even on that event. And so what is the opportunity for both of us and my community? Now, I was in a brand building phase at that time. So I didn't. I wasn't looking to make a lot of profit, and it wasn't possible to do it because I wanted something, an event that was really amazing and really special, um, and it just cost a lot to do that. So I have also done profit share collaborations with some speakers where they are working just as hard as I am to fill the event. So not just one post, but we're working side by side to market because that's what it takes to fill an event. So I think that there are different opportunities. There's different ways that you can structure it. The next thing that I ask myself is how in demand am I or how busy am I? So at the end of the day, speaking isn't one of my main revenue streams, but it contributes significantly to my other revenue streams. So I have to think about how busy I am and if I can actually do it. And then I have to think about what I've got coming up and how this aligns with my marketing strategy and plan as well. So I talk about, and I talk about this in Play Big Brand Bold and in Amplify is having a really clear marketing strategy and plan that you have for the next 12 months that aligns with your products and services. And speaking comes into that marketing plan as well. So like I said, sometimes it might be part of your marketing strategy, sometimes it might just be a job. It might just be something you charge for. So you have to make that decision. But I have to look at how busy I am as well. And so for example, I've had to turn down a couple of speaking opportunities recently, because I just don't have capacity to do that. And that also does contribute to whether I decide whether something's a job or not. Like if I'm super busy, and the business is going really well, and I've got you know, clients coming in and then I kind of go, well, do I need to do that? And if I don't need to do it, then I'll charge for it. And if they want me, then they can have me. So thinking about it like that as well is another way that I filter. The next thing is, does it align with my values? And I also look at what the event is for. So if it's a charity event and it involves women in business and there is no cost to me to be there, like say it's an hour of my time and there's champagne and grazing tables. (laughs) I'm not saying I can be paid in food, but it does absolutely make a difference. Then nine times out of 10, I will do it free because that's part of my vision, mission and values. An example of a recent situation that left me feeling a bit annoyed at myself was that I spoke at a women's event that was amazing. Like it was seriously such a good event. Amazing crowd, fantastic organizer, great charity. But the organizer insisted that I get paid and I totally understood where she was coming from. She wanted to pay me because that's what she believes is the right thing to do. The issue is that part of my own philosophy when it comes to business is that I will support you as much as I can if this is your first event. If you are a Melbourne based woman, if you support women in business, if you've done all the hard work and all I have to do is show up, and if it's for a charity, that is something that's really personal to me that I want to do for other women because I've been there, I've done it and I know how hard it is. So the organiser paid all the speakers and then when I spoke to her after the event, she hadn't been able to give any money to the charity because there was zero profit, which 100% did not surprise me. So I donated my speaker fee, which I didn't want in the first place because it was a charity event, okay? So I donated the speaker fee in her name, to the charity. Now, I don't tell you this to sound like a martyr. I tell you this because everybody has their own way of giving back. And this is one of the things that I'm really passionate about. And next time, I won't be persuaded to take the money I don't want. I didn't want the money. For me, it was an absolute privilege to sit on that panel and talk about the things that I love. In front of a group of women I love to support, and a charity that supports other women less fortunate than me. Other deciding factors are, where am I in my journey? So after over the last 20 odd years of speaking, I have charged anything 5K, 10K to speak, and I've spoken for free. It's such a personal decision. At the end of the day, I ask myself, do I wanna do this? Is it worth it when I weigh everything up? Is this an opportunity for me to give back? Or is it an opportunity for me to grow my brand and my business? Or is this a job that I just wanna get paid for and walk away from? For corporate speaking, I will always just get paid and get paid really well. I know somebody who is a highly paid speaker, like, yeah, like very highly paid, and they're a consultant, and they recently did a collaboration with an organization where the organization ran a series of events where they paid for everything the organization did, and then this person was a headline speaker, but they didn't get paid to be a speaker. Okay, so they didn't charge for their time, but at the end of the day, they were being put in front of A very lucrative audience. And they ended up raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue for their business because they decided to collaborate. So it's not always cut and dry. It's really personal. So when somebody asks me how I charge and whether I charge and what that looks like, There are so many factors to it. And I think that you have to personally make a decision what's important to you, how you wanna show up, how you wanna build your brand, whether speaking is a revenue stream for you or whether it's an opportunity. And then you've gotta go with that. I can't tell you what to do and I don't think anybody else can. I'm part of a speakers group which is called Speaking Your Brand on Facebook. And I asked the women in there as well. And I said, how do you decide when you charge? And one of the women said, if it's an opportunity for me, then I make a decision whether to charge or not. If it's an opportunity for you, then I charge every time. And so once again, I just think that that's what you've got to really look at and make a decision what you want to do and whether you're got the opportunity to really grow your business in a way that's going to be a lot more profitable than getting paid for a specific speaker gig. On the other hand, if you believe that you should be paid for every single thing that you do, then that is your call. And then you just have to prepare and make sure that you've got exactly what you need to give the people that are asking what, you know, the information on how much you charge and what that looks like and what you need and all the rest of it. And then you go with that. But those are some tips from me on how I filter through speaking gigs and what's important to me, how I give back, how I work, how I charge. So I hope that that's been helpful, but everybody's different. And I think that you have to respect everybody's decision on what's right for them and their business. And you do you. Well, I hope that that was helpful. If you've got any questions, let me know. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram if you've got any questions or comments. Um, But yeah, and if you want me to speak about anything in particular on the podcast, then just let me know too. But thanks so much for hanging out again this week. I really do value your time. And if you loved this episode or the podcast in general, I would love you to leave a review in iTunes. I would so appreciate it. And obviously you can follow me on all platforms at Suze Chadwick. But I do love to hang out in Insta stories. But until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.